Jake this, said fuck. Like, yeah. Jake said fuck. Yeah. Jake dropped an F-bomb in class and we're so proud. <laughs> uh, I do love that uh, Marco, we get this detail, uh, Marco's looking for a chance to tell Rachel and Cassie and he has to wait until they're together because Cassie has a calming influence on Rachel. Mm-hmm. Um, but he ends uh, up... Um, He's going to drop out of school for the last two periods. Yeah. Um, gets, so Jake gives him the go order, as mm-hmm. it were. Um, and Marco is like, because he might have security on it, he should maybe swing by and try to get Axe to come with. Right. I'm just like, yay, bring your boyfriend for a little beanie. <laughs> <laughs> Make me Jade happy. Anywho, uh, offers to let Marco to use his notes. He's just like, I'll just use Cassie's. Um, <laughs> and then we get this upsetting earth. Yours will be all covered with doodles and pictures of jets and tanks. Fuck you, Kaya. <laughs> I'm sad. Um, but Marco goes up to the roof of the school, uh, hides his backpack with clothes, uh, just shoves his clothes in a backpack, hides it, and uh, takes off. So... Um, Wind's not in his favor, which makes uh, slow going to get to where Axe is, but uh, he remembers a tip Tobias gave them about like gaining altitude, mm-hmm. and then you can sort of uh, do a, a long, slow swoop down. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's able to uh, find Axe. Just like a flash, he spots a flash of movement, wonders if it's a deer, no, it's blue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And he's like, Axe is just like, shouldn't you be in school? She's like, what are you, the truant officer? Um, <laughs> and asks, do you think you can get past whatever security someone might have? And Axe is just like, laughs. Just like, oh, you are serious. I assumed you were making a joke. I am making an effort to recognize human humor and respond appropriately. It's <laughs> just like, <laughs> bless. <laughs> um, and Mark is just like, yeah, no, serious. Um, can you do it? And she's like, oh, yeah, a human computer. I know you don't mean to insult me, but really even asking the question is an insult to any Andalite. And Marco's just like, I don't have time for this. <laughs> um, we need to haul butt. Um, but Axe is already morphing, like doesn't yeah. ask any more questions. So, uh, But it's this whole process has taken too long. They, By the time that Marco headed out from school, they had about two hours it took about an hour to find Axe. Um, and so they fly over to David's, uh, but it, they can't really, they can't find it, right? It, it, trying to find a single identical house amongst a whole bunch of other houses in a subdivision um, from the air uh, they know that you only they saw know that, previously at night. They know that uh, Marco remembers the kidney-shaped pool, and mm-hmm. Axe is just like, a yerk pool? No, a human pool. I've never heard of such a thing. Are they necessary for reproduction? No, but they help you get friends during the summer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just charmed by this interaction, I have to say. Yeah. Um, but they're flying and they realize, oh yeah, they found one, except across the street there's an identical one. Um, thankfully, um, Tobias is in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like and like, how do you know it was us and Tobias is like why wouldn't you think I would notice this <laughs> you're peeking in windows as a northern Harry around an osprey <laughs> um, and Marcus is like look make fun of me later um, can you just tell that we need to get to David's house and uh, Tobias shows him the way and uh, like we've got to stop this email from happening. It might be password protected. That's why I brought Axe. Advice is just like, why not just turn off the computer? <laughs> and um, this is what I mean about Marco having the idiot ball a lot in this book. I feel like he's off his game. Yeah. In a way that just feels very contrived for plot reasons, more than anything. Yeah. Like I get that we all have bad days. And like situ- the situation is is a new one, but also, meh, meh, yeah, rubs me yeah. the wrong way. I feel like this it could be made more believable if we just had a little bit more in Marco's internal monologue of yeah. him saying, you know, how kind of off kilter everything feels, and like, yeah, you, yeah. Know, you know, just like a line or two, kind of 
positing that reason. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it, you're, you're right. It kind of just feels like he's making mistakes that we wouldn't think he would be the one to be making. So, mm-hmm. Even if there were like more moments of the competency we're used to seeing to balance it out. Yeah. But, yeah. But, um, regardless, it gets just like, it's probably better if it still looks like the email went out. Then, if David doesn't get a reply, he'll figure that maybe no one was interested. Um, unfortunately, uh, there's no way to get inside because all the windows are closed. There's plywood over the window that Rachel had busted open. Um, so Axe and Mark are going to morph Cockroach to crawl under the back door. And Tobias is going to stay on point to make sure nothing eats them. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and, th- and here is, this is, yeah, this was, I think, what made me put the comment about the idiot ball because they get to the back door. Um, and, um, Marco just like puts his hand on the door to like get ready to morph and realizes that the door is unlocked. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, hey, the door's open. Come on. And Tobias tries to stop him. Um, and of course, the house alarm starts going off. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which, like, if Axe is there, Axe probably could have disabled the alarm. Yeah. I mean, I would think. You would think. I mean, we don't know where the control panel is for the alarm, I guess. And yeah. I suppose their motivation is, okay, we need to act fast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Especially because like, Axe doesn't appear to know what a burglar alarm is. Yeah. Um, but in the process of getting through the house, uh, <laughs> Axe is still an Andalite mm-hmm. form, so it's just, like, knocking shit over. Uh, pay, like... <laughs> Pitcher's getting knocked off the walls, lamp get it bro- lamp getting broken, uh, cars pulling up outside, but they make it up to David's room. Um, <laughs> Marco boots up AOL and it takes forever to load. <laughs> um, they hear a voice downstairs. The alarm gets turned off. Um, and we assume what we presume to be, uh, David's dad, cause he's talking about being a law enforcement officer. Yep. He's like, no, don't send anyone. I'm going to check it out. And they realize like they're going to have to hide. So yep. he asks Axe to get into the closet and morph something small. And, um, Marco ends up, uh, going under the bed cause he was going to try pull the power cable, but the desk has like a back in mm-hmm. it. So. Um, but Marco's under the bed, realizes from his position, two things. One, the clock on David's computer is an off by an hour. So the email is going to send in three minutes and that David's Cobra is also under the bed. Yep. <laughs> uh, there's a moment of Marco staring down the Cobra. The Cobra rears up and hits its head on the bottom of the mattress. <laughs> So funny. I'm sorry, it's an entirely fictional cobra, but that's such a good visual. (laughs) Uh, uh, And it, it, it basically this whole scene is very tense because, like, David's dad is in the room looking for uh, the intruder. Uh, He heard a noise up here, and uh, then Marco makes a noise because the snake, although it doesn't have venom, does strike him, um, which hurts. Uh, And so Marco's wrestling the snake under the bed while David's dad is looking for him. Meanwhile, Axe is in the closet morphing something small. And it's just like... This is is a consistent set of failed roles. If to use... (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Forged in the dark terminology. Yeah. Uh, Axe comes out of the closet as a spider. David's dad keeps trying to, uh, stomp on him. Uh, Marco acquires the cobra. Um, and then 
flings the real cobra out across. We find out the cobra's name is Spawn. Um, and uh, then the doorbell rings because apparently the cops didn't believe David's dad that they didn't need to come. Um, and uh, Marco crawls out from under the bed, scoops up Axe, goes back to the computer, and the email has been sent. Uh, which is bad. Uh, but also, David's dad is coming back up here. Uh, so things are still very bad. They don't know what to do. The email's gone out. David's dad's going to start searching again. Um, and they can't just leave the house because shit's going to go down. They know shit's going to go down. Um, Marco morphs the cobra. Uh, and the first thing that happens is he loses his arms and legs. <laughs> so it just falls over. <laughs> so he just kind of falls over. Um, and then rolls back on under the bed. Um, and the problem is that as soon as he finishes morphing, uh, the snake, um, the snake's mind takes over and he eats axe. Or that, just at like, least he bites axe. He doesn't actually swallow axe, really. Yeah. He sort of like snaps him up in the mouth. Like I suppose yeah. he like strikes out and is able to and catches hold of axe. Right. And the description of like the cobra mind is really quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it, it, he describes it as being like a glacier almost. Mm-hmm. And getting the uh, the heat sense along mm-hmm. with everything else coming in, mm-hmm. and I, but yeah, he he snaps up Axe and just just Axe is just still talking to him, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just I love. I mean, this is such a tense situation. So really, this is this is I don't know, I ate him in one quick swallow. So he does. So he's in the mouth, but hasn't started being digested, I guess, yet. And yeah. Axe is just like, did you ingest me? <laughs> he demands, <laughs> sounding outraged. <laughs> um, yes. Have you lost control of your morph? Which begs the question, did Axe think maybe Marco was doing it for kicks? Like, <laughs> Just like, well, okay, maybe I had, just for a minute. <laughs> Bit embarrassing. As a rule, you shouldn't eat your friends. <laughs> And then it occurs to Marco to ask Axe how he's feeling because um, I can't remember if it's mentioned before. Um, but yeah, here it is. Um, just because Spawn the Cobra has no poison doesn't mean mm-hmm. Marco doesn't because we know Spawn the Cobra's uh, venom sacs were removed. Right. So, and uh, Axe is starting to feel kind of groggy. Yep. And Marco's immediately just like, okay, you've got a morph. Yeah. Um, I like how he spits out the spider, which is not an easy thing to do with a snake tongue. <laughs> um, great for picking up scents of possible prey, useless for pushing half dead spiders out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then <laughs> there's Axe demorphing from spider. On the floor, David's dad comes back into the room and Marco's solution, <laughs> because you can't tell where thought speak is coming from. Greetings, Earthling. Klaatu Barada Nikto. I come in peace. I think that's from the day the Earth stood still. I don't know. Oh, I have no idea. I just I th- assumed it was Marco on his bullshit. No, that is very specifically okay, something said by an. Right I, 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 I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. Daniel should keep recapping while I nerd out. Yeah, the day the earth stood still. Hey, check wow. me out. Good pull. All right. Excellent. Yeah. Good job. Uh, David's dad pulls an actual literal gun, not a BB gun, like a literal gun, um, and is yelling. And I mean, about rightly to, so. And it's about to shoot Axe, who at this point is yeah. described as being the size of a beanie baby with eight hairy legs, blue and tan fur, a wor- wormy sort of scorpion tail, and two very tiny arms. <laughs> you know, something terrifying to find yeah. in your son's room. <laughs> and Marco's just like, don't fire your weapon, we come in peace. And he's just like, the dad's just like, we, a second ago it was I. 
how many of you are there? And Marcus is like, great, we've got somebody smart. <laughs> um, and Marco just goes on this bullshit tirade. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a lot. Max, meanwhile, is now the size of a teddy bear. Yep. Um, Tobias is now chipping in from outside, wondering what the fuck is going on. Yep. Um, uh, and David like is summary. home. I'm a snake. I bit Axe. He's demorphing so he won't die of the poison. The stupid email got sent, and this guy is going to shoot us. Any other questions? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I do appreciate that I'm being told by Tobias that David is here or is outside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Marco goes, Earthling, your son ditched school early. <laughs> uh, crossing his fingers and hoping on parent instinct. And it works because David does like, he what? <laughs> he ditched last period. <laughs> now let me step back and paint this picture for you. It's me, the snake, thought speaking to a very suspicious guy, pretending to be speaking from an alcocca spaniel-sized half spider, half like while getting information from a bird boy announcing that some kid had ditched school early. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, David's dad's just like, I'm going to grab him for a month. <laughs> I got him. Which makes you think that like maybe David skips school a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I got the vibe that like David's dad came home early specifically to catch his son skipping school. Mm. Um. Uh, and meanwhile, Axe is still growing. David's dad is like, "Look, stop growing! I'm definitely gonna shoot you." Uh, Tobias reports that uh, the other animorphs are on their way. Um. And Marco's like, that's great, as long as this guy decides not to pull the trigger, because I'm guessing the bullet will take less than 10 minutes to travel. Uh, this is when David enters the room. Mm-hmm. A bit like, whoa. And his dad's just like, he says he's some kind of alien. Whoa. By the way, you're grounded. And David's more focused on the alien part. Um, but Marco can't help himself and responds, yes way, to David's <laughs> an alien, no way. Um but uh, then all humor leaves the situation because pulling up outside is a limo, two jeeps, and a moving van. And Marco just snaps and just like, "Listen, all hell is about to break loose. The two of you need to hide." And David is the one that's like, "Hide? Why do we have to hide? Uh, because the alternative is to be dead." Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, David's dad doesn't really listen to this the doorbell rings um and unfortunately the real spawn the original cobra comes out from hiding so david uh turns david's dad david's dad excuse me turns to marco uh marco's like yes it's me the snake talking look don't do anything stupid uh david's dad shoots him <laughs> and literally and hits him like yeah. there is now a hole through Marco's snake body that he yep. can see the carpet through. Yep. Uh, Axe, That's a big caliber gun. It is, yeah. Axe uses his tail uh, to knock the gun from David's dad's hand uh, in the, the process finger. removing a finger. Um, and downstairs the door explodes as the Yerks uh, come in because, spoiler alert, the Yerks are here. Um, Including, including uh, our, our favorite, favorite asshole, Mister Three, mm-hmm. in Andalite morph, yeah, or in Andalite form. Um, <laughs> this asshole, <laughs> yeah, this asshole. Uh, Axe is just like Mister Three, and then Mister Three is just like, we heard shots. We thought maybe we could help. And this is why I love Mister Three, yeah, because <laughs> he comes out with shit like that, yeah. Uh, David's yelling them to get get out out. of here. It's like, get out of here? Why? I'm disappointed. I just got your primitive email and I rushed right over. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is the good Visit 3 content I'm here for. Just like, Mm -hmm, oh, yes. mm -hmm. Uh, David's like, you want to buy the blue up? Oh, yes, definitely. I do. I do. And I'm willing to pay anything. Let's see. What could I offer you for the box? I know. Whips his tail out and presses it against David's father's throat. Just like, I'll pay you with your father's life. <laughs> Just like, mm, yes, give me my card-carrying villain scenery chewing. 
uh, Axe is just like, you're not getting the box. And <laughs> then this human will be separated from his head. I understand that's usually fatal in humans. <laughs> just like Mr. 3 does not have a right to be this funny. <laughs> um, but it's a stalemate. Uh, yeah. Nobody's moving. And Marco puts to use being a cobra. Um, and starts moving around. Unfortunately, he's not invisible and he is losing blood. Um, Vissa 3 is a, notices though and moves enough that yeah. David's father's able to move away. David bum rushes Vissa 3. Yep. Um, uh, Axe, uh, whips his tail forward, has to, his attack is slow because he can't hit. He doesn't want to hit David. The viscer uh, blocks Axe's blow, and then basically all hell breaks loose. Yeah. Uh, everyone is fighting. Uh, th- there's two Horkbajir in here with Visser three. Uh, all three of them are fighting Axe, um, who is somehow holding his own at least for the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Mark and- is able to get one of the Horkbajir. Yeah, um, bites him. Unfortunately, then gets uh, thrown. Yes, yeah, so he gets thrown off at one point oh, as yeah. well. Oh yeah, he gets stepped on by a big hawk vizier, and then bites, and this time releases again. Yeah. Um, Axe goes down, but thankfully, uh, this is where, is it in Marco's words, something even more awesome, more terrifying than a hawk vizier warrior shows up. Rachel in bear morph. Mm-hmm. Looking even bigger by virtue of being in a house in the suburbs. <laughs> um, and I like the visual of the Hawk Bashir doing a double take. Yeah. <laughs> As Beach, Rachel the Bear shows up. Um, yeah. Behind her, sliding past with unnatural grace like molten steel came a tiger. The fire had been rowdy. Now it was going nuclear. And David's yeah. going to have a real problem cleaning up his room. <laughs> David's room started out with the usual four walls. Within seconds, it had only two. This is a massive clusterfuck of a fight. Yeah. We got uh, Rachel throwing a hawk bajir through a wall. I'm knocking mm-hmm. a hawk bajir through a wall. Um, Mark is like, bad time you showed up. We're getting our arts. Jake's like, any reason you're a snake? just like long story uh something goes out the window um marco is looking for visa three to try and bite him obviously but doesn't want to get axed by mistake right um jake roars which is enough and because i meant the sensitivity of a snake as well it like Mm -hmm. literally bounces Mm -hmm. um but visa three uh starts to morph into one of his battle morphs um, bless, he's about to bite Visser 3 and David, thinking he's spawn, uh, mm-hmm. picks him up so he doesn't get stepped on. Yeah. Um, Which, you know, honestly endears me a lot to him. Like, yeah. like, he threw himself into the middle of this, like, massive melee mm. and just saved his, his cobra. Yeah. yeah. Pet, you know, that's responsible pet ownership right there. Yeah, he left his window open earlier, but at least he's willing to save his cobra from aliens. Mm-hmm. But we get this big purple, Barney the dinosaur purple, but not cute. Mm-hmm. Um, very alien looking alien. Yep. Um, just like a mouth in the center of the mass with big mm-hmm. eyes, a huge stomach with a massive yeah. mouth and serrated teeth in it. And then mm-hmm. there's these forearms that can then sort of like fire off. This is some delightful bullshit nineties yeah. alien shit right here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh it's a a dual fanser or fanser. Mm-hmm. Either way, he can fire these traffic cone shaped things off his arms. As you do. Yeah. Um yeah. But uh, he got uh, Tobias and Cassie are fighting downstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and Vista Three sort of is able to knock Axe down, though yep. not taking him out completely. Uh, and now fully morphed, uh, Vista Three is like, "All right, now I can take you, motherfuckers." 
Um, well, we're going to make this simple. You give me the blue box or I will kill all of you. Yeah. Um, the, the, we need to bail. Yes. Is fact one, we can't let Vista 3 have the box. Fact two, don't know where the box is. Fact three, there's now six Hawk Bajir crammed into the room and the adjoining master bedroom, plus Vista 3, plus presumably still at this point a tiger, a grizzly bear, an axe. Mm-hmm. And they mentioned at some point there's basically another smaller battle downstairs. Cassie mm-hmm. and... Um, Tobias, I guess, yeah, are downstairs with at least a couple other Hork-Bajir. Right. Uh, Jake's like, we can't leave. If we leave, the Yerks tear this place apart and find the box. Uh, Rachel's wondering where the box is. Um, and so they're all having this conversation while Visser 3 is, is basically like waiting for them to make a decision. He's saying, like, look, give me the blue box and I'll let you live for now. Like, I'll, I'll let you get away from this battle. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, Marco, after explaining that David's the only one who knows where it is, uh, talks to him, who is currently hiding in the bathtub. Um, understandably. Mm-hmm. Um, and David, kind of understandably, in a panic, mm-hmm. is just like, "No, I've got the box. Let us go. I have the shoe box. You can have it." And goes to like taking his backpack off, which is where mm-hmm. the box is. Either way, the Hawk Bajir leap for David. David's dad fires his gun. Mm-hmm. Axe out of whip- bullets. Yep. Axe flips his tail towards Vista 3. Rachel tries to lurch forward to grab David and just <laughs> Jake leaps for Vista 3. And mm-hmm. it's a mess. But Thankfully, in the uh, in the scrum of it all, Rachel grabs David and basically runs and jumps out the wall. Yep, like literally bursts through the wall. Oh mm-hmm. no! I tell a lie. I think it's Mister it Three's window. weapon breaks the wall and Rachel goes through it. Yeah. So. Yeah. She would have gone through the wall regardless. Like, there's yeah. no way a bear's fitting through a window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, like, the wall got weakened a little bit first. Yes. Uh, but she, yeah, she basically dives uh, onto David and pushes him through the wall. Uh, they go flying out. Um, the Vister 3 and Axe and Jake are fighting a really nasty little battle. Um and uh, all the animorphs know that really they need to they need to get out of here because Visser Three can't go running around the subdivision in this alien morph, uh, and neither can the Hork-Bajir. So they need to get out. Uh, and he's going to be really angry that mm-hmm. you know uh, Rachel and the box got away. Uh, uh, Jake so there's briefly goes down, uh, takes yep. one of these cone weapons, and it hits him in the flank. Yeah. Um, and it's enough to, I assume it like breaks part of his back, maybe, because yeah, he's having It to... sounds like it basically paralyzes his entire, like, yeah, because yeah. he's, mm-hmm. um, thankfully, like, uh, he's surrounded by Hawk Bajir. Marco's still in Cobra Morph, so can't do anything mm-hmm. to help. Axe at this point has gone out the hole, um, yeah. and is demorphing. Uh, Cassie, uh, bursts into the room and, um, in, in her wolf morph. Mm-hmm. Uh, grabs one of the Hawkbajir on the back of the neck, which is enough to give Jake an opening mm-hmm. to sort of half fall, half jump. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Cassie's quick to follow. Yeah. Meanwhile, it's except Marco and David's father. Yeah. So. Um. But <laughs> in a lucky turn of fate for Marco. Um, because Vista 3 knows there's an Adelite in here. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mark goes to hide under the bed, but... um they, himself uh, into the bed slat. Mm-hmm. Clever. Yeah. Um, the bed gets thrown back, but uh, thankfully for Marco, it's Spawn that is seen by Vista 3, who is scooped up in a towel. Um and taken and away then, along with David's dad. Yeah. Uh, 
and uh, Marco's basically frozen, but they don't see him, or at least they saw Spawn first, and now they dismiss what they see in front of their face. Um, and uh, the Yurks leave. They all pile back into their limo and other trucks. Um, and eventually, uh, Mr. 3 just morphs human and walks out. Um, I assume the Vista 3 has maybe nailed, again, morphing a really respectable-looking morphing outfit. We discussed this last time, yeah. didn't we? We had that good yeah. discussion in the Discord server about what <laughs> does Vista 3's morphing outfit looks like. We all decided it's horrible to think about. <laughs> yeah, there's no good answer. There's no, there are, good answer. There are no but good yeah, answers. But yeah, I mean, you're right. He must have figured out something slightly above the, the level mm-hmm. that the kids have. Which, yeah. Later in the series, I believe, Danielle, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, they, they do. They do figure out clothing, and they literally never even mention it. It's just one yeah. day they can morph shoes, and they're like, good thing we figured that out. That solves a lot of problems. And then it's like, <laughs> that's it. And it's like, okay, <laughs> that's fine. Like, yeah. 50 books in, and they figure out shoes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it is possible, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I imagine he's out. got, like, uh, like, nice workout clothes. Yeah. Yeah, I maintain it's the feels like I'm wearing nothing at all from Stupid Sexy Flanders because I like to torment my friends. <laughs> uh, Marco demorphs and flies out, finds his friends. Everyone's demorphed except for Axe, who is in human morph. They have David, who is unconscious, uh, and they basically drag him into an alleyway. So we have all regrouped in an alley. Um, uh, and, uh, Marco informs everyone that they took his dad. Tobias says that, uh, he saw them take David's mom as well. Um, so, uh, Cassie sums it up, uh, really quickly. David has no one to go home to. Mr. Three knows his name, his face, and his address. By now he knows what classes he's in at school and where he hangs out. He's marked. If we let him go, they'll take him to. They will make him a controller. Uh, and here we have the problem of David. Because they have a choice. They can either just let him go and he's going to get taken by the Yerks, but he still won't be able to give the Animorphs up because he hasn't seen any of them. Um... And the alternative is to make him one of them. Because as Axe points out, they have the Escafil device. They can use it to create a new Animorph, to make David into an Animorph. Um, Marco is skeptical. Cassie is really enthusiastic about it. Yeah. Jake's nodding along. Rachel's clearly thinking about it. But doesn't like it. Uh, and this is, we have this really interesting conversation now between yeah, the kids. This is a very good conversation. Yeah. Because it starts uh, off Marco raising the point that they don't know David. Right. And Tobias counters that they didn't, they didn't know each other. And they didn't know Tobias, but Cassie and, Cassie and Rachel knew each other. Cassie and Jake were friends. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jake is Rachel's cousin and Marco is Jake's best friend and we get this nice little observation from Marco um, it's weird somehow the way Rachel and I often end up on the same side she likes Tobias more than me and Cassie a lot more than me but it's often the two of us together on the big issues mm-hmm. Yeah, because Rachel is very ruthless in her own way mm-hmm uh, and then we get this, I mean, they're all just kind of hashing it out and thinking about it, and Jake says, he says, big risk. If he works out, we're stronger. If he doesn't, and he just trails off. But yeah, we don't, don't finish get an, that thought. No. And I feel like that's a very important thought to finish, because <laughs> yeah. if he doesn't work out, none of them have thought this through, I don't we, think, in this we, moment, even Marco. And I don't think he trails off that. I think it's because Cassie's cuts him off. Because mm-hmm. Jake no, might have been able. It's not a dash, but yeah, I mean, the mm. point is like, yeah, it, does, yeah. it doesn't get finished. You're right. But, you're right. 
Oh. Um, and Cassie's just like, look, now we have the box. This could just be the first of many. Once we do this, the more of us there are, the more of, the more we can hurt the Yerks. The more Cassie doesn't have to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ka- uh, Marco concedes it's a good point. Uh, th- but this isn't about one kid. Uh, it's about a long-term strategy. And Rachel points out that if you're in a war, you want more troops rather than less, right? Makes sense. We could be a little less cautious that way. Rachel, um, <laughs> with just us six, we have to be careful. And Martha's a little bit of a disturbing way to yeah, say it is. that. I feel like that, I mean, to me, mm-hmm. that says with more people, I can. we are expendable. But also just yeah. like, yeah. But it's also like, I can go do more dangerous things because if I die, other people will be there still. Yes. Because yes. I think she's not viewing other people as cannon fodder. She's viewing herself as somebody that can throw themselves in the front. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Rachel, uh, so Marco is getting excited by this idea because they do have to be careful now, but with more of them, they could tell people what's happening, infiltrate Letterman, morph on stage, go to the president, show him what they can do. We could actually win the war instead of just maintaining. And yet. And Marco's just like, <laughs> his name's his cat Megadeth. He has a cobra named Spawn. What kind of kid is that? And Cassie's just like a kid with bad taste in music and good taste in comic books, which is like, shout out to Cassie. <laughs> I mean I don't want to draw like real life parallels but like it, when I think about sort of like the late 90s there was that scare around sort of like heavy metal mm-hmm. and loners and stuff like that and yeah. I feel like there was that very much that vibe of, and he's described as being like also like blonde and blue eyed as well so he's like white loner boy who's into like heavy metal music and spawn of all comics i can see why if you were already having doubts about something you that might be confirmation bias for you that somebody is bad news columbine hadn't happened yet i didn't i never know when the date that is it happened in night i just looked it up it's 1999 Mm. But there is still like satanic panic and all that. Yes, like, there the is still satanic that. panic, um, and and I think what it what it comes up to is like Marco just doesn't like he's never had a really good mm-hmm. impression have, of this kid. Yeah. He's always kind of like he just kind of doesn't like him. Mm-hmm. Which like in normal situations you're just not gonna like some people, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, and I th- he is like looking for justifications of why. Yes. yes. Um, and it, it, it sits wrong with him because, I mean, honestly, I think it is, it is his gut instincts telling him like this will end poorly. Yeah. And, but all he has right now is I just don't like the kid. I don't have a good reason. That's right. what I mean about like confirmation bias. He's looking yeah. for reasons to justify. Yeah. Justify because, it. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've mentioned before, like Marco doesn't particularly like to bias a lot of the time. Like, right. He's said that, but it's, this is a very different kind of feeling. Like Marco yeah. still trusts Tobias, thinks he's, you know, overall a good person and a valuable mm-hmm. part of the team and all of that. And so, this is very different, and I I feel like, I mean, Marco generally has pretty good, is a pretty good judge of character, right? Yeah, we, mm-hmm. I think so. He, he can kind of tell when people are lying. We've talked about the similarities between him and Cassie in that way. And mm-hmm. this is, this is a very, this is another instance of them being, seeing the same information, having the same information, and taking two wildly different right. courses mm-hmm. also, of action. They both have different motives here. Yeah. Because, as I said before, and I don't think she's necessarily wrong for having that motive. I want to be clear, but actually just like, we need help and this will keep him safe. Yeah. I think, I think too, it come, it can come back to Cassie sees David the person. Mm. Um, and is evaluating David just as an individual being like, 
yeah, you know, he doesn't seem like that bad of a kid. We all didn't really know each other. You know, maybe, you know, this can work. Uh, obviously, we all have our flaws. So why couldn't this flawed kid fit in? Whereas I think Marco is probably unconsciously at this point looking at the team dynamic. Yes. Mm. And like we mentioned earlier, or like Jen mentioned earlier, the second you throw a sixth person into this very codified team dynamic, everything goes to shit. Yeah. Um, none of them are their best selves. And it, it like it doesn't work. Everything falls apart. Um, this feels interesting to me, like just given how we see Cassie act towards David later in this book and the way the others do. Mm hmm. I don't know whether this is intentional on the part of K.A., but seeing how we know Cassie's going to manipulate David like how easily she does it, mm -hmm. I know that there's something niggling on the back of my mind about, like, <sighs> because Cassie is so good at reading people and Gage's like, no, I get what this kid's about and I know yeah. how to work with that. Yeah. There's a certain ruthlessness mm -hmm. to that oh, that's absolutely. compelling. Yeah. And also upsetting. <laughs> and I do have to wonder, because this, this just occurred to me now, up until this point, Marco is the only one of them who has actually talked to David. Yeah. None of the others have spoken to him. Yeah, None yeah. Of you're the right. Have other, and Rachel other, you know, was there for the whole attempt on the box and saw the BB gun and that whole thing. But other than that, none of them have interacted with him in any way. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. you know, maybe that's also another reason why you know, Marco is more hesitant because he's the only one who's gotten this read on him as a person. None of the mm -hmm. others have any idea. Yeah. There's also They're literally basing this on the name of his pets because that's all they know about him. Yeah. There's also something too. We know that Marco is insecure. Mm -hmm. And here comes another boy. Yes. Because Jake is his best friend. He knows Jake. Tobias is yes. a bird. Yes. And mm -hmm. Axe is Axe. Yeah. And before Tobias was a bird, he was a dweeb and not threatening. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Because we know how vulnerable Marco feels. He's scared so much of the time. Yeah. And that's yes. just, and like, and I just like posit the thought if David was a girl. I was going to bring this up later on when the whole Cassie thing happens. Yes. But how yeah. different. This would play out very differently, I think. Yeah. It would be it's so different. I'm going to. Let us know if anyone has explored this in fic, please. I do not like the vilification of female characters, but also I would read that shit. I think... So there's this one person who does a bunch of different AUs um, on Tumblr, and a lot of them are very spoilery, so I'm not going to say the name. But I'll link you to... There's I one where... <laughs> what? I cannot be trusted. <laughs> you cannot be trusted. Uh, I mean, you can. I just don't want you to, like... Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're run into yeah. Um, <laughs> Tumblr is already a dangerous place to be <laughs> mm -hmm. in terms of spoilers. Um, but I know that they have written. They've definitely, for sure, written. What if the kids had been a little more accepting of David? Interesting. Um, like it, it is. It is like just enough of a divergence that you can like see. Because once we get to like. Uh, 21 especially, everything everything really begins to fall apart. Um, and some of that is because of choices that the kids make. And so it's like, what if what if the kids cut him a little more slack? Yeah. What yeah. would happen? Um, and I think that that person has also written a what if what if David was a girl? I'll have to check. I'm not certain. Yeah. Um, I just I just would find that a very interesting thing to read and see how it would change the dynamic or if it yeah. would because we know how Rachel gets around not Rachel I'm just like here with lesbian Rachel yeah. living rent free <laughs> in my head um yeah how, but how gets yeah but it might be interesting to see the flip on Cassie and Marco yeah. because we know Cassie can be insecure also yeah and especially if this girl got on well with Jake yeah. Mm -hmm. It'll be yeah. interesting to see. Honestly, yeah. It's, you know what? The more I think about it, the more I'm certain that this person did. Um, because thinking about it now, so that the, one of the things that becomes extremely apparent with David 
is he has some extremely deep biases. Um, and one in particular, he's very misogynistic. Um, and I think he would still be that way, but come at it from a different angle. Internalized misogyny is a bitch. I'm not like yeah. other girls. Yeah, exactly. And, and like being the very, instead of outwardly, um, kind of pushing against things, uh, kind of doing it in a more manipulative way. Um, I'll have to look and see. I'm curious now. We've got way um, off topic, but this was a yeah. fun tangent to go on. But yeah, it, it, I mean, it is, it is something to think about is like all of the different possible deviations. And the real question is, do they all lead back to the same point? Yeah. But yeah. Um, and so, my argument is mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. And I'm interested to see what your take is on it, Jade. Um, mm. Well, we'll have to see. We'll, we'll try to remember to the, um, to bring back to this point after when we've wrapped yeah. on 21. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're here and we've got the kids like, okay, we don't have as, as far as Tobias is concerned, they don't really have a choice. They can't just leave him to Visa 3. Uh, but, um, he says that it's Jake's call, which Axe agrees to. And Jake's like, no, this is a big step. We're coming up a big, a tough mission, possibly the most important mission. I'm not making this decision on my own. Not this time. And the question is, do they make David one of them? Tobias is the first to vote, votes yes, about not being at, they can't leave him to Visa 3. Cassie also votes yes with the logic. We have to make a leap of faith here and hope it works out. Which I think is a direct, res well, Cassie would have probably voted yes regardless, but after this coming right that after phrasing. the last book, number yeah. 19, like, she, of course she would be a proponent of the leap of faith because she, she just took a huge leap of faith and it worked, and it worked. in their favor. And I mean, that's Cassie's kind of default. MO. You know, worldview anyway but yeah um and i like marco i snorted i can't help it it's my automatic <laughs> response or reaction anytime people start talking about leaps of faith because mm -hmm. he is a cynical person yes um axe tries to opt out of voting uh and that he would follow jake and jake doesn't let that slide it's just like in battle sure there's not time to vote on everything but this is a democracy and axe votes no which mm -hmm. gives Marco hope because the vote can still go either way. And Tobias asks why? And mm -hmm. not condemning Axe's choice either, just wants to understand it. And Axe is the one that points out that they're a guerrilla group, um, gets caught up for a brief second on the similarities between guerrilla and gorilla. Mm -hmm. Um and he's like, you humans in your words. Um, but the point is, going from six to seven will not make us much stronger, and it carries risks. If we're talking about hundreds, maybe thousands, don't you think we have to start somewhere? Is Cassie's counter, and Axe agrees with her, but just like, but we should start with someone we understand, not a stranger. A seventh person might help us in this mission, but it might make our team indecisive and uncertain. Which, given what I'm hearing about the next two books, yeah. 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 I mean, I, Axe hits the nail on the head here. I think yeah. Axe has the best take on it. And I think Marco is right there with him. He just isn't thinking about it in such a rational way. Like, yeah, he, he's not putting it into words the way Axe is, but I think they're on the same page there. Yeah. And Axe nails it. Like, that, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, they're not an army. They're a guerrilla group. Six versus seven is not that different in terms of strength. Yeah. And the risk way outweighs yeah. the potential benefit. Yeah. And even if they were adding more than one person at once, I think it would be different than just adding this one stranger to their group. Um, but obviously Marco votes no or says specifically that he's with Axe and how something doesn't feel right about David. The vote's tied and Jake turns to Rachel and Marco is certain she's going to vote against. And then even if Rachel, if Jake's for it, there's going to be a tie because uh, Jake won't go ahead with a tie vote. And we get this interesting reflection that he's starting to feel relieved and guilty because he doesn't mm -hmm. enjoy thinking about what's going to happen to David. Yeah. Right. And Rachel throws him for a loop because she says, let's do it. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and she can see when Marco's like, where? Uh, Rachel's like, yeah, Axe makes a good point, but so does Cassie. We have to start somewhere. It's like, what are we going to do to find new people? Run an ad in the paper? Um, she rattles off this good little spiel and Cassie responds like, yeah, but Rachel, you would. Oh, actually, she says, the sad thing is, Rachel, you would actually respond to an ad like that. And I'm just like, I may kind of want to keep mental tabs on how many times Cassie does these little negs on Rachel. Mm-hmm. Don't like it. Makes yeah. me sad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, no, because then Rachel, mm. says Rachel laughed, exactly. So you'd see the kind of people we'd get. And they're... Yeah, mm. I, I'm, I'm with you, Jade. I want to kind of keep an eye on their all sort of recognizing things that are happening with Rachel, but it, it's just like a, it's a joke at the moment. And it, yeah. 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 Okay. That's, yep. that's something we can track and make ourselves sad with later. Soon, even. Yeah, immediately, in fact, almost. But Jake doesn't vote because, um, David starts waking up, um, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. It's not the first time, although I imagine the last time Jake's going to pull something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, David wakes up, asks who they are, and Jake sighs, but then says, we're the people who are going to totally change your world, David. 